was put on. Rebound shot blocked. Now Eichel scores. The third rebound goes for Eichel. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Marcia Sowright to the circle. White Cloud shoots. He scores. Doing his best. Jack Eichel finds the opening. Top shelf. Sharp angle for White Cloud. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215 Home of the. Let's get at it, uh, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, hockey fans uh, of all ages. We are looking forward to today's program. I'm at City National Arena inside Studio 31 uh, because it's just been one of those days. Uh, I've been running around and uh, I've just been talking to different people, and mm. I, I couldn't make the commute, and I wanted to make sure that I was on for the start of the show because right off the bat today, we're going to get into teams that have improved, teams that have dropped off, uh, the contenders and the pretenders, so to speak. We'll also get into one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, some interesting developments to, to bring you up to date on there. Uh, Ashley Watkins is going to join us from mm-hmm. Sam and Ash in our mm-hmm. legal minute, and what a crazy situation involving the Bears <laughs> and the Dolphins, or the Patriots and the Dolphins game yeah. uh, over the course of the weekend. And somebody leaving their barbecue on, like yeah. tailgating, mm-hmm. and it's tailgating gone wrong. And Will Nickel, the Vegas Golden Knights Director of Player Development, is going to join us uh, on the phone. He's got one of those weeks going. Like, I consider myself <laughs> busy at times. Will, this? There's, there's a couple of weeks that are really important. Yeah. The draft? Sure. There's the development camp in the middle of summer, and then there's rookie camp. And that's what uh, Will is getting ready for this week, a rookie camp. Uh, the players will practice on Thursday and then go to the rookie showcase tournament in San Jose. They rotate that thing around. Uh, that'll take place in San Jose. We've got the games right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. No show on Friday for us because the VGK rookies will be in action uh, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. So we'll get uh, some of the names that uh, that you should be aware of from Will Nickel and also like director of player development, mm-hmm. that sounds like a really fancy title. <laughs> but I knowing well the yeah. way I do, yeah. I know all the different things that he takes care of and checks off uh, in his in his role of director of player development. I want him to explain to you guys mm-hmm. and our audience all the different roles that he plays throughout the season. It's a confidant. It's cheerleader it's father figure mm-hmm. it's uh like uh, uh give you a, a little bit of a, a motivation uh as well like there's a lot of things uh that that guy takes care of uh, part of me feels like we need that for broadcasters too mm. yeah what uh a director of broadcast development mm-hmm. yeah that would be great like a be. sounding board well i'm just saying because you know you're talking about all the different uh measures of performance it's not just about the x's and o's it's not just about what's happening on the ice or behind the mic, so to speak. It's also the the mental aspect of things and, and just having, a, as you mentioned, a sounding board. That would be fun. Oh, um, trust me. Broadcasting mm-hmm. is all on the air. 
mm. whether it's in front of the camera or behind the microphone, you are judged by that. Good guys in the room, there's a tiny percentage <laughs> of that that can help you out. But in broadcasting, it is all execution when that red light goes on. That's uh, fair. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, if you're hoping to have success with a with just purely a good attitude, it's not going to last long. Oh, well, I, that's fair, but I do need a good attitude to deal with you. Uh, no, no, you need patience. <laughs> that's 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 what that's you need. Ideal. That is that is actually true. I, I you know I've I have learned patience over the course of the summer, so I feel like I'm in, I'm in a much better spot today than I was last year. Where's Chapman? Where's Chapman? Like where's he in the whole patience scale? I, I I okay. Like Chapman, I just I know what I'm getting with Chapman. Yeah. And to a certain extent, like I know what I'm getting with you. You though, Darren, are are the type of person at times that will really poke hard and sometimes I'm not in the mood for the poking. So then like I'll I'll lose my cool a little bit. That's why I need a little bit more patience with you as opposed to Chapman. I'm just ready for it with Chapman. Like I, I know Radio Radio's a, a performance. Point. Radio's a performance. Yes. That's why you got you, you can't let your real life get into radio. Uh, unfortunately, that's <laughs> that's the reality of it. And so when I'm poking, when I'm yeah. prodding, yeah. when I'm being a, a jerk to you and it's maybe not your day, it's just it's a performance. Nothing ever is personal in radio because the microphone goes off and it's fine and you're done. Whereas yeah. if you're playing hockey and you don't have a good game, you got to take that home with you. It's a, it's a big part of it. That's that's the one advantage that we have uh, in this. It's a great window into your mm. your uh, your process. It is. I'll tell it's, you that. Uh, it's uh, truly uh, that way. I've, it took me a while to learn that. So so I have to I have to put this out there. <laughs> Sorry, who is this? You, you know who it is. So he likes you, Chapman. I, In other words, I know. Darren I know, poking you but, on a daily basis means that he really likes but you. But I, I I like how he says when well, the microphones personal. the microphones go off. It's not personal. <laughs> well, maybe not to you, but I'm guessing at some point there were probably some people you've worked with where where it is personal, where they're well, ready, they want to kick your butt when you turn the mics off. I've had a water bottle thrown at me live on the air. A water bottle? <laughs> like, well, well, so hold on, has, hold on, hold so on, has hold Nazem Kadri. Re- so. Rewind that. You Explain know your, story. your water bottle that you get? Like, not a hockey water bottle. Sure, yeah. But the clear plastic water bottle? Like a bottle of water? Yeah, but it okay. was empty. I've had that chucked at me on the air. What did you when do? When I'm poking, I was probably a little... What the other person thought was disrespectful of uh, of a conversation topic uh, at the time, and I got uh, got ch- guess what? That guy's one of my best friends in the world. Yeah, never never affected us. Nothing. Eh, maybe at the time it was a little tense. It got a little weird, but it was fine by the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, it wasn't full. But that that is also my opportunity. In my that book. is also my job to. Uh, to make sure that I get the most out of uh, people, which is uh, <laughs> what I'm doing with uh, with you. Chapman, that's a different story. I'm not sure I've got the best out of Chapman just yet. Oh, you got to get meaner, Darren. It's it's an ongoing challenge. you got to poke harder. To get the best out of Chapman. Don't I encourage don't know, him. I don't know whether I can poke harder at Chapman. I might have to find a different route to success with Chapman because I've tried the tough love. Yeah. I've tried the uh, snippy. I've tried the 
slappy, like uh, making fun, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And as we saw this week, or heard this week, or didn't hear this week <laughs> with the music, it not happening. You know, if, which we heard last week with the intros yeah. and the mooing, it not happening. You know, there's only one time <laughs> in the two and a half years that the three of us have been together that you've gotten under my skin. Well, then there should have been more. No, no. I've, I've tried a lot more no, than one because, time. No, because this was very early on, and after <laughs> it happened, I went in, you know, we did the show, and I went into my little office, and I, I cried, and I said, Whoa. no, I didn't really oh. cry, but... And I said, you know what? I can't let this guy get to me because I could tell <laughs> I could tell what kind of guy he is. And if he knows that he got to me today, yeah. then it's over. It's game over. So I said, you know what, Chapman? You got you you, you can't let him know that he got to you. But is that I, how you have your pep talks? Chapman? Yeah. Not happening yeah, anymore. Yeah. Third it. person and everything, yeah. Nice. Mallard, Seriously? you, you gotta talk to yourself in third person sometimes. I, I right? don't talk to myself. Gosher talks to himself in the third person. Do you think he called? He called. So he calls him. What does he call himself? Dave or Gosher? Dave. Yeah, Dave. 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 <laughs> he the the first time I met Dave mm-hmm. that first week, mm-hmm. I'm like, does he, does this guy do this all the time? Like it was funny. Mm-hmm. And then day two, it was again. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Day three, I'm like, does does he do this all the time? Now is he one of those guys? And who- and guess what? Mm-hmm. He does, and it's hilarious. Oh. Like my kids can't get enough of Dave. Yeah. And, and I like Dave too. I, I shouldn't make that sound like <laughs> my kids only like Dave. I I, I love Gosher. I spent uh, all day with him today. Well, so there is, you go. Is he the guy who who does it because he knows that it it bothers people? Or I just... wonder if that was a tactic to get under Darren's skin. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Dave likes Dave. Get his kids. <laughs> so Dave, to get, Dave, get Darren's kid like on his Dave. side. And, yeah. I like da- Dave. Dave uh, is the biggest fan of Dave. Well so he, so if he's going to talk about somebody, he's going to talk about Dave, I even don't though think, it's in the third person. It's 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 perfectly acceptable. I think we're going on six years of, of me knowing Dave, and I don't think I've ever once heard him refer to himself as Dave. Yeah, I've never heard it either. So I, I, I either you're making up the story, or he's doing it to get under <laughs> you your know skin. What, you know what I'll do? I'll bring Dave on tomorrow. Okay? I think, yeah, yeah. Let's go for All it. All right. <laughs> and we'll get Dave talking about Dave. And we'll let the audience determine whether I'm lying. It won't take very long. But he also, um, Dave's very casual. He calls me Mallard on the air. Yeah. Not many people call me Mallard on the air. I don't mind it at all. I, I can like attest it. to that. He's done uh, that. I, I like it. Uh, but uh, no, no, Dave is, uh, Dave is definitely Dave. The only thing we can't figure out with Dave, mm. and I want to get into pretenders and contenders here. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, I can't figure out what, Dave does all day. And Natty's on board with me on this. Okay. He's he's the busiest guy in the office. By far, mm-hmm. he's got the most going on. Okay. We just don't know what any of it is. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's insane how he's got to be going here, and he's late for this, and he's pushing this back, and he's not going to be able to make that. He's got so much going on. We just don't know what it is, mm-hmm. to be truthfully honest. And and Nights is the best at that. It's like, what does he do all day? Well, hold on. Like, and he's you... always late. Sure. He is always late. I can say that comfortably because I know that he's in a seminar right now mm-hmm. and he's not mm-hmm. listening. Not listening to you. Uh, yep. uh, but he is always late. To, to the point my wife went out with uh, Christine and Dave and uh, a friend the other day mm-hmm. and 
they went for dinner and I said, how was it? Mm-hmm. She went, uh, well, it was fine once Dave did all the stuff that Dave needed to do. Sure. And then, then we were on our way because he was running behind. So you, you've never just point blank asked Dave what it is he does? He, he can't explain it. What do you, come on. We'll, we'll, we'll try tomorrow okay. to see why he's out walking Rosie, his dog. Sure. He's. Uh, that's something. That's that's a part of your day. Yeah. He's practicing. The, I, I don't really know everything. So he's just being awesome. Yeah. There, it doesn't go beyond it's that. It's just. Uh, Dave, pure, what do you do all day? I do awesome things. He's, he's, and he's a rock star because he's in the band. Oh, right. Uh, I, you don't, you don't double get minor. good at playing an instrument by accident, like you got to practice. Oh, we'll be able to plug his date on Thursday night. He's got uh, nice. a show, a uh, double minor on Thursday night. And then he'll give me heck because I've never been. Mm-hmm. And it'll turn into... Are you going to go Thursday? No, it's school night. I've already told him. You like, you can't you can't go nope. out on a school night? Nope, I don't go out on a school night. Ashley's going. Ashley's never been. Huh. My wife's been to every show, uh, so <laughs> we've represented that way. But Ashley's never been, and... She's afraid she's going to be the only one uh, from the group uh, that's going to be there. So she's trying to rally some some support. But their their band is really good. I Double love the Minor. name. It's 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 really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard I've seen enough video that <laughs> Shane and various people uh, take of them sure. while they're on their performance. Uh, I feel like I've seen them, but uh, I haven't been there. But uh, Dave Gosher making a return to the VGK Insider Show now. I. I want to do this too, mm-hmm. and, and you guys do this all the time. Where I end up going down different rabbit holes, yes, and squirrel, and, yep. and I go down. The, so I just uh, did an interview for a podcast uh, that Sportsnet in Canada, in conjunction and partnership with the National Hockey League, is doing. They're doing a a limited six part series, and each episode is a different theme. Hmm. One is Ray Bork uh, winning the Stanley Cup. Another one is uh, Toronto and Columbus. Uh, playing that wild overtime game was it Toronto uh, and Columbus uh, in the in the bubble? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing an episode on that, and one of the episodes is the Golden Knights, mm-hmm. and from expansion team to Stanley Cup contender, and one October, and the tragedy and how it influenced the bond in the community, and then that marvelous record-setting year. So I just uh, because I hosted the expansion draft that year, and now I I work with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, it made sense. Gary Lawless was also interviewed, so I was just uh, talking to them, and they said, "What are you doing now? Like, what's your day like?" So I'm doing radio on Fox Sports Las Vegas. I co-host this show uh, from four to six, which is amazing. And it's they said, "What what's the name of it?" I said, "The VGK Insider Show," mm-hmm. and. Uh, as a party, asked me, insiders or insider? Mm-hmm. What would you say there? I said, I, honestly, three years in, I don't know. We've tried to answer this. I still don't know. Are we the insiders no. show no. or insider no. show? The VGK insider show. So why is it singular when there's three of us on the show? Because the show makes you an insider. Oh. It's bringing so it's inside the, information. It's the listener. Yeah, exactly. It's the VGK insider show. That's that's awesome. Yeah, didn't did not know. So then we really are Joking. exactly like what Gary Lawless calls himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the VGK insider. Yeah. So I mean, like you oh. can you can argue with Gary about that all you want to, and in, it, you just need to open up the show notes, buddy. That's all. I don't got to do. But I I, I looked today and then years. I got confused, and uh, so I wanted to, I wanted to hear from the 
horse's mouth because I actually got that question today. Yeah. So we're the VGK Insider Show. Yes. Told you, Chapman. No, what I want to know is why, why are you... Making it seem like Gary calls himself the insider. I think I thought that was he does. His, I thought yeah, no. but that, that's his title. Yeah, that's the so someone else gave him that title. So it's a he, oh no, no 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 yes yes no he, no I I don't think Gary walked in day one and said you know what guys I'm I'm the insider so I'm going to call myself. I don't think that's what happened. Have you not met Gary? I have met Gary. I, yeah, I feel like, like the that same was a Gary Lawless that you apply for. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I don't think Gary gave himself that title. I think someone no, else he pointed himself <laughs> with that title. I, I don't think that's how it went down. <laughs> Darren, you can be a VGK insider too. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with uh, stepping on the lawn of Gary Lawless. Well, we know what happens yeah, to you when, I get when you do beat that. Down. Did he ever take advantage of me uh, there? Did and that one hurt you? That one hurt. I yeah. got a crink in the neck uh, when that one like, when were, we, were you when able he beat to, me up at the fan fest. Were you able to shake it off and put on a performance the next time you guys did a show together? <laughs> oh, no. That took, that took therapy. <laughs> Oh really? There, really? There okay. was no sh- physical therapy. So, so it was personal, is what oh, you're saying. Man. I thought That's I funny. thought it wasn't personal. Did you not see what he did to me? <laughs> All he did was beat you in the game yeah. that you were playing. It looked like it was fair and square to me. Yeah. It's not There's... his fault. He's a a better specimen of human than you are. Yeah. First of all, it was supposed to be jousting, you know, in those big inflatables. No, I know what it was. You you joust- well, I'm just telling kick. people that, that maybe not know. Fine. Uh, so we were supposed to joust uh, on this <laughs> balance beam. With these big <laughs> foamy joust sticks in a in a in inflatable pit, yeah, he dropped his stick yeah. and just ran me and was like a defensive lineman, mm-hmm. sacking me and then threw me over the wall mm-hmm. and it was it was ugly. Protect was yourself at all times. And yeah, you should have kept your head up. No, I. You know what I should have done? Run. Run away. Run. Run. <laughs> And and fight another day, which is uh, what teams uh, are hoping to do that were not in contention last year, are trying to be better. And every year you've got some changing of the guard. Mm-hmm. Teams are in, teams are out. Uh, last year was a big surprise. Vegas not being in. Yep. New York Islanders not being in. Two teams that had gone to the last two conference finals or respective third rounds uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs doesn't usually happen like that the odd time like we talked about New Jersey going to uh, winning a Stanley Cup and missing the next year but not like you've got two contenders Mm -hmm. that miss the playoffs entirely let's start with Mm. teams that are were on the outside looking in last year yeah that we think could legitimately make the playoffs this year. Not squeak in, mm-hmm. but we think could make that big jump. Yeah, okay, so first and foremost for me, like I, I'm going with the obvious one here in the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I look at the Vegas team. I think that there's enough depth. I know there's going to be question marks surrounding goaltending, but I don't know that that's as big of a deal as a lot of people are going to make it out to be, so long as what we talked about yesterday is – where it needs to be, and that's the the Golden Knights defense. If the defense plays well, I, I think this team's going to be just fine and make the playoffs. But you know, one of the other teams that I think is really, really interesting to me um, is the New York Islanders. And you, you mentioned the Islanders again. I, I feel like there's still enough there. You're not going to have that big giant road trip to start the year. 
I would be shocked if the Islanders aren't significantly better than they were last year, and I wouldn't be surprised if they find themselves back in the playoffs. So you're calling last year one-offs yeah. by both Vegas yeah. and the New York Islanders. The the long runs caught up to them, and they needed the break. You had the weird schedule. Mm-hmm. Islanders playing 13 straight games on the road last year before yep. opening up uh, their new rink, and uh, the Golden Knights decimated by, by injuries. So one-offs. And that that's it? That's the only no, I, two teams I, that you think could, could make a run at this thing? I got one more. It's the Vancouver Canucks. And Vancouver wow. to me, Vancouver to me is a team that I believe with Bruce Boudreaux full season, with you know, kind of coming to an agreement, obviously coming to terms with, with JT Miller and and going all in to be better this year, to be a team that is in the playoff hunt. I'm not going to bet against Bruce Boudreaux. I'm not going to bet against that team making a run and, and making it interesting. Five points out of a playoff spot last year. Mm-hmm. Marvelous second half. Yeah. And did some really good things. We're a pretty good road team last year uh, as well. Uh, so uh, that uh, that bodes well for them. What about teams that could go from the outside to making the playoffs? I'm not talking about contending for a Stanley Cup. But are there any... like? L.A. did last year. Mm-hmm. L.A. made a major leap into a top three spot in the Pacific Division and made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like I don't see any teams making massive leaps. Like I, I think you know, just kind of going back to what to where I was. Like I, I think the Golden Knights are, are a prime candidate. I think Vancouver is mm. a prime candidate to get themselves back into the playoff picture. And then, you know, what like about York, Winnipeg? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't buy the Winnipeg Jets very much. I'll be I'll be honest with you. Like hmm. I I don't think that I would hope Winnipeg, you'd be honest with me. I am. Um, I don't think that the Winnipeg Jets are a contender. I don't think that they're a playoff team. I I just don't. I I, I Kyle don't. Connor, Blake yeah. Wheeler, yeah, Connor Hellebuck, all those players last year, right? Like I don't know that Rick Bonus moves the needle that much for me with those players. Uh San Jose, Anaheim, Chicago, Seattle, Mark Arizona. Play defense? Uh, I don't know yet. Yeah, I'm actually going to talk to Mark uh, this week. Are you going to ask him if we'll play defense? I d- I think I might stay away from that. You sure? Be a but, great uh, question to ask him. I'm, I, you know, I'll I'll bring it up okay. in a way though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, about uh, about all the uh, all the heat that he takes for that. Uh, there's an NHL media tour that's going to be in Vegas this week, and uh, my association with the National Hockey League, mm-hmm. uh, the Chirp Podcast, is going to talk to a bunch of players, and Mark Shifley is on, on our list. But uh, uh, I, I have Winnipeg in contention for, for a playoff spot. Okay. Uh, I wonder about Nashville, and I'm not sure whether Los Angeles, whether it goes linear and it goes straight up. They were Their goal differential last year was plus three. Sure. Uh, Dallas was minus eight. Now, they didn't have Jake Ottinger all year. Mm-hmm. But that's still minus, I, minus eight. I, 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 I worry more about L.A. than I do Dallas, though. Yeah, to me, I, like, I'm looking at it as, do I think the Winnipeg Jets are better than Nashville, Dallas, Minnesota, St. Louis? No, I don't think so. Like, I, I know for sure they're not better than Colorado. Right, so like mm-hmm. they've got to be better than two of those other four teams, and I'm not convinced that Winnipeg is. Uh, I will throw, and and this one is stay in the West though, because I I, I <sighs> okay I, I, I don't want to go to the East just yet because I want to talk Minnesota. 
Okay. You convinced there? Minnesota's interesting to me in that I I, I believe a lot in Kirill Kaprizov. Um I I think that they're going to be one of those teams that's three four in their division. Like they're I don't just so cap hamstrung. Yeah, I don't. It, it's going to be tough to make any decisions uh, mid season. They are the last. Field. No, no, no. I I think that they're going to have to hope that Kirill Kaprizov is phenomenal again, and they're going to have to hope that Mark Andre Fleury can put in a Vesna caliber season. Like mm-hmm. that's the that's the path for Minnesota. Um, again, like I I think that I I tend to believe that they're more in. Than say Winnipeg at this point, but um, you know time will tell. I, I I don't believe Minnesota got better. I would I would certainly make the argument that they got worse, but I, I don't think that the the division as a whole got significant significantly better either. What kind of odds do you think I would get if I suggested? And I don't bet on hockey. I'm not allowed to bet on hockey, mm. uh, so I'm just throwing this out there. Uh, what kind of odds do you think I would get if I suggested that the Pacific Division? would have five teams in the playoffs and one do a crossover and the Central Division only three this year. So the exact opposite of what happened last year. Yeah, I you know, I I'm not gonna set the odds. I'll, I'll let Chapman do that. He's he seems like he wants to talk about it. I don't think that's a hot take. Like I, I kind of judging it based on what you just said, I wouldn't be surprised given what I feel about the Los Angeles Kings, given kind of my thoughts on Vancouver and where I think Vegas is going to be. I think the Pacific Division right now, top to bottom, is probably better than the Central. And I could see a scenario where you've got five Pacific Division teams that are pushing for those five positions. Yeah, I don't know what the odds would be, but I'm I'm with Ryan on the fact that I don't think it's that hot of a take because I think Nashville and Dallas were, were both borderline despite the fact one of them did win a series, they weren't convincing as far as getting into the playoffs. I mean, they, there was there was some some fighting these teams had to do down the stretch. So if you told me that both of those teams would miss the playoffs this year, I'd say it's, it's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. And I think Minnesota is going to take a step back. I mean, they're still a playoff team, but I don't feel like they're as good as they were last year. And... I think Vancouver, with the full season of Bruce Boudreau, mm-hmm. is is certainly yeah. going to be in contention for a playoff spot. In NHL.com's preseason uh, rankings, the Central Division is predicted to take the biggest step back. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, what about in the East? Okay, so in the East, I talked about you know the the New York Islanders. I, I like the Islanders. Um, I want to believe that the Devils will make some noise, but it's the Devils. Like, let's be honest here. Um, even though I think Jack Hughes is going to be an absolute monster this year and he's going to be healthy and that's going to be big for New Jersey. I, I just, I'm not convinced there's enough there, but I will stay firm on this one because I believe this wholeheartedly. I believe this with every fiber of my being, the Boston Bruins will not make the playoffs next year. Hmm. Yeah, they will not make the playoffs. Like I get it. They got Patrice Bergeron back. They are going to be, completely hamstrung by injuries to start the year. I just don't think they're going to be able to pull themselves out of the hole that they're going to have at the beginning of the year. They're ha- they're going to have to start fast. And ordinarily, if you had everything kind of move from one season to the next as status quo, meaning if Bruce Cassidy was still there, I think they'd have a chance to kind of weather that storm. I don't think they do in this situation. I think the Boston Bruins will find themselves on the outside looking in. Team won 51 games last year. I, I hear you. 
They're going to be without Brad Marchand to start the year. They're going to be without uh, uh, Charlie Chuck McAvoy. Back. Uh, yeah. Okay. David Krejci's two years older and one year out of the NHL. I hear like, Orr's uh, thinking about uh, giving another shot. Well, maybe if Bobby Orr decided to to lace him back up, I, I'd yeah. say that they only missed by five points instead of you Terry know. O'Reilly, Johnny Busick. I mean, they're all in the area. Are you buying the Boston Bruins? You think they're uh, going to make the playoffs with the with the amount of injuries that they're going to have to start the year? To, yeah, it, to key players, it'll 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 be hard. But I, it's like the uh, the West when you get. Past Vegas, like I, I don't have a lot of confidence in San Jose, Anaheim, Chicago, Seattle, Arizona. Uh, a lot of those teams. Uh, I, I think Vegas is in for sure. Vancouver and Winnipeg can make some noise in the East. Like who, who's going to pass Boston? Is it going to be Columbus? Is it going to be Buffalo? No. No. Detroit? Come no. On. Ottawa is going to be better, but not not there. Uh, Jersey, Philadelphia, Why not Montreal. Ottawa? Uh, why, why can't it be Ottawa? It, it because. Come on, Ottawa they're, they're, finish. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. They're, they're, they're not. They're not that good. Okay, stop. They added some some nice pieces. They're not Claude that Giroux, good. Alex DeBrinket. Yeah, with the with the core that they've got built. Like I'm sorry, I think Cam Talbot solidifying the 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 goaltending. Like I think that the Ottawa Senators have a chance to be better than you're giving them credit for. And to be oh, no, fair, no. and to they're, be fair, hold on. To be fair. Darren, do you not want to live in a world, okay, because you weren't on the show at the end of the year last year when I was kind of going through some of these chaos theories, wouldn't you want to live in a world where the Toronto Maple Leafs meet the Ottawa Senators in the first round of the playoffs and Ottawa beats them? Oh, it would be sensational. All right, will it into existence then, buddy? Come on. 27 points between... They're not the same team. The the playoff marker last year, it was higher than normal Mm -hmm. at 173 points. That's a big gap to make up. They they will be better. They may end up trading to bring it up the trade deadline because they can't resign them long term. Mm. But uh, but they they will be better. I'm sorry, they're they're not making up that kind of. This feels like stack. a bet. Uh, I don't know whether it's it's a bet or whether it's just common sense. But <laughs> no, no, I'm serious about that. I I, I don't I don't see it. Uh, so I see the Islanders making a push for a playoff spot. Okay. But do you think do you believe in the Rangers? That's the only team. Do you think do you think the Rangers are, are a playoff team? Uh they should be with their goaltending. Okay. They so got the best, you've got best goalie in the league. So you like the Rangers, like you like with, the Islanders. With Vasilevsky. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you got the Rangers, the Islanders. Yeah. Those are two playoff teams in your eyes, right? Rangers and the Islanders, yes. Okay. Carolina, Pittsburgh? Carolina, Pittsburgh, yes. Washington? I Yes. So that's five teams from the Metro. Yeah. Okay. Then you've got Tampa, Florida, yeah. Toronto. Yeah. You know yeah, what it, team it, I didn't it, mention? Uh, Ottawa. Boston. It's, it's going to be a dogfight there. I, I think you've got, out of, out of the East, you have uh, nine teams for eight spots. Ten with Ottawa. No. I'm I'm sorry, it's they're just not that good structure to they're young, uh, they they've gone through a lot of change. Uh, Cam Dalbot, I do like. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure that that he can carry a team like that mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs. I mean, they they are better. They're 73 points last year. Should be up to 
85 to 87. That's a huge jump, guys. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with one you. Year, I'm with one you. year to the next. That's, but, that's fine. If, if, if my dream for Ottawa to make the playoffs has to die so that the Boston Bruins don't make the playoffs either, I'll, I'll take that all day long. It'll be it'll be fun. Is it the last kick of the can for Pittsburgh? Is it the last uh, real good shot for the Washington Capitals? I yeah, like I, some of the what uh, Washington's done. To be to be quite honest, you like it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm and, not high and on Washington. You've got, either. Uh, you've got the the motivation there. Uh, Toronto should be in the mix. Uh, Florida. We'll see what happens with with the change over there, at Tampa Bay. Like, there's there's some really good teams uh, in these. I don't, I don't know whether uh, Carolina will ever get the respect they they should get. That can they repeat what was a hundred and sixteen point season? Probably in contention yeah. for the Presidents Trophy. Yeah. Do they do they repeat that fifty four wins? It, I don't know. It's possible they're right around there, and it doesn't even matter. What what Carolina does in the regular season doesn't matter anymore. Uh, I'm being told to break. I'd love to continue this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to listen to my coworker. That'll be a first. Just today. <laughs> Just for right now. I do not want anybody to get the idea that I'm going to start <laughs> listening to Chapman on a regular basis. All right, because we've got Ashley Watkins coming up, uh, the legal minute. A story from that Patriots-Dolphins football game that has nothing to do with the on-field stuff, mm-hmm. but rather a disaster in the parking lot tailgating. And who's responsible for that? Like, can you believe... For one, I can't believe it's never happened before. Maybe it hasn't. We just haven't heard about it. Right. But the the fallout from that is one of the greatest legal minutes uh, that, we, that we've ever uh, come up with. And then we've got uh, the one-timer segment, uh, some great stuff uh, that I want to tell you about happening around the league. And Will Nickel, the Director of Player Development with the Vegas Golden Knights, is going to uh, stop by the program and talk about uh, the rookie tournament this week. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Remember when tailgating was a big thing and all you had to worry about was somebody getting out of control hammered? Mm-hmm. It's not that way anymore. No. Not based on what happened over the course of the weekend. Crazy tailgating fire. Yeah. And it wasn't because it just happened. It was totally preventable. We're going to talk with Ashley Watkins, uh, Sam and Ash, in our legal minute coming up. Yeah, it's uh, like a, it's a bonkers story um, that, you know, the first time I heard it, I couldn't really believe it. And then as I was kind of digging a little bit deeper into it today, given that this was the topic, it, it just it fascinates me how something like this could happen and yet how it hasn't happened more often. Yeah. You think of those people jumping off uh, onto tables in Buffalo and the Whoa. different uh, injuries that could mm-hmm. occur from yeah. that or yeah. tragedies that could occur from that, yeah. and then this thing happens? You know, you know what this has written all over it? Mm. Chapman. How, how do you tailgate, Darren? Like before a sporting event? Yes. Or before a football game? Well, aren't they the same? They're not mutually exclusive. Well, I've seen people tailgate before a hockey game in okay. Carolina. All right, okay, that's fine. How so. do you tailgate for a football game? Uh, I've never done it. Okay, how do you tailgate for a, an event that you have been to before? Uh, I don't really do that. 
Oh. I, I, like I've never got into the tailgating thing. I, wish I, I wish I w- wish I would honestly, but mm. I've never got into it. We have to get you credentialed for a Raider game and walk through the parking lot just south of the stadium mm-hmm. on a game day, and you will see tailgates like unbelievable. Like I had always heard the stories, and the first time I saw it, it was like a carnival. It it was insane. I mean, you have people who set up at like eight o'clock in the morning in this parking lot, and they they have every every grilled yeah, well, meat you could think of. They have. That's the thing. I don't I don't care about anything. I don't care about jumping through tables. I don't care about anything but the food. Like, give me good food. Get me happy and healthy and ready to go into the into the arena where I'm going to spend more money on food. But like, get me into a good spot with some delicious food. That's all I need. Then you go, you watch the game, and you come out, and everything's wrecked. That's the story <laughs> that's come out from the uh, Patriots and the Dolphins game. Total disaster. And you've just enjoyed a football game? Oh, my goodness. Uh, we'll talk to Ashley Watkins, the legal minute from Sam and Ash, uh, coming up in just a second. And in hour number two, one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. Uh, we'll have a story on Mark Stone's brother. And he's in the news uh, uh, getting a PTO. And then it's the director of player development, Will Nickel. He's going to tell you exactly what his job title is in the many roles. And then the big rookie tournament coming up uh, with the start of training camp uh, this week. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us. It's time for the Legal Minute with Sam and Ash on the VGK Insider Show. We have had a lot of memorable moments uh, going back uh, the last uh, three years with Sam and Ash from SamandAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. Uh, Talking about different things that uh, circulate in the legal world. This one is highly unusual. Uh, This one involves a fire uh, during the game uh, at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami involving the Dolphins and the Patriots, and people came out of the game, and cars were destroyed. Uh, Massive fire that the uh, department had to come over and put out. So uh, Ashley Watkins joins us now to uh, walk us through uh, how, if you own one of these vehicles, uh, what your recourse could be. And like when when you hear a story like this, Ashley, does the first thing you think of is the legal side of it, or is it the oh that would suck totally if you're a fan? That would suck totally <laughs> is what is my immediate thought. But but the bigger question is who do we think did it? Was it a Patriots fan or a Dolphins fan? Uh, I think some idiot did it. I don't even think it was uh, it was on purpose at all. But so the, the, what was the story that somebody just left their grill on, or it was unattended, yeah. and it was cooling down, and I caught the vehicle on fire. Like it, it sounds like it was some kind of accident. It, it definitely does sound like an accident. It's a tailgate tragedy, as we like to call them. And <laughs> someone, I think the story I heard is they put their charcoal grill under their car to let the mm-hmm. coals go out and. Well, it didn't work, and unfortunately for all the people next to that vehicle, they all caught fire. And so it's it's really a sad story. And um, but look, if that happened, you have recourse. There's homeowners insurance. There's auto insurance. There are ways to get reimbursed for that type of incident. So, kind of in terms of of liability, it, would it strictly be on the person that, in essence, started this fire? however much of, of, of an accident it was? 
So first things first, you're going to go for the person who put the grill under their car and started the fire. Absolutely. That person might look to point to, well, the grill said I could do this and it failed. I don't think that's going to work in this situation, just newsflash, but you will look to product defects to see if, if the item actually worked as expected. And if it didn't, then you would pursue the grill manufacturer if you needed to. So everybody's uh, going to focus on the originating point of the fire, and that was the grill. Absolutely. Under the uh, would, would that would that person be liable at all themselves out of pocket? Would their insurance company say, you're an idiot, we're not covering that, <laughs> and we're not covering the other five cars, you're on your own here? <laughs> they maybe should. No, I'm kidding. Um, that's what insurance is for. Insurance is uh, to cover you when you – have an accident, you make a bad choice, you you ha- uh, cause damages to other people negligently, meaning it wasn't an intentional act. You can't set someone's car on fire and then expect your insurance to cover it. That won't work. But if you put a grill under your car and your car and all the cars around you catch on fire, yeah, you'll report all of those claims to your homeowner's insurance, most likely. Uh when you look at it from kind of, you know, obviously whenever you park anywhere, I think that there's kind of an assumed risk that something can happen. Is is that really why there's there's no threat or, or worry for recourse against the, the actual parking lot? Yeah, most of these parking lots, they, you know, they have all, all that boilerplate writing on the back of your ticket to get in saying they're not responsible. And, um, but realistically, this isn't a incident that was caused by the parking lot. Now, look, if the facility said no tailgating, no charcoal grills, no, et cetera, but there was a known policy of them just turning the other way and there were prior fires and prior incidents like this, Absolutely. Then you're going to look towards them for recovery. But realistically, all of these vehicles should have insurance on them. And if the only reason you would go after, whether it was the grill manufacturer for a faulty grill or the parking lot for turning a blind eye on their policy and knowing fires like this have happened in the past, the only reason you would do that is if the person who caused it doesn't have enough insurance to cover your damages and all the other vehicles involved, which, frankly, is very likely. Yeah, so if you have a $25,000 policy, then you're you're in trouble. Well, right, but more importantly, this is going to go probably to that person's homeowner's insurance, not to their auto insurance. Oh, really? Because Yeah, because this damage wasn't really a, a result of them operating their vehicle. It was their own personal negligence, their own, they caused it as a human, you know? And so uh, you will pursue them and it'll get reported to their homeowners or renters insurance policy. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, yeah. It never would have happened to my dad, I guarantee it, because he <laughs> would be parked in the farthest parking spot and he would have left the game already uh, before because he would want to be traffic. Uh, I, I well, guarantee with- you that. Yeah, with a 27 score, uh, I don't blame him. Uh, yeah, I didn't think that would be the biggest blowout uh, of the day, uh, the fire uh, over that game, but, uh, but, but it certainly was. Um, does it matter like what kind of car? Like it's a high, super expensive car, luxury car, or anything like that? 
Well, you're, if you ha- if the person who caused the fire, if they have a luxury car, you're going to assume they have a nice house and a big insurance policy to cover all of these mm-hmm. damages. If you had a nice car that was burned as a result of this other person, hopefully you have insurance on your vehicle that will cover it, and then your insurance company will look to other outlets to get reimbursed. This has become one of those, you know, it was it is it Farmers? I don't even know which insurance company it is. Yeah, uh, but but they they go through all the uh, all the weird uh, claims that they've had over the years. Yeah. that really happened. We covered it. This feels like yep. it could be on a Farmers commercial at some point. Hmm. It probably will be. I, I I'm putting my money on it. Wow, and and they had the Formula One race there this summer, didn't they? At, at Hard Rock, they they did, and and I think there was more fire at the tailgate than on a formula one track so who would have thunk that's incredible um here's uh one more question and this gets into some uh weird areas but i come out i see that my car's been destroyed i find out that it's because ted next to me uh, i don't know his name's ted but uh put the uh (laughs) barbecue underneath his car uh and and i get in his grill like, do I got to really watch it, or are those two events tied together and I've got the the right to, <laughs> to push and yell at him and maybe get a little bit uh, physical? You're asking if you I can don't, No, yeah, no, no, Darren, can I, I can't ever. As your lawyer, don't, I advise you to never get physical <laughs> okay. with someone, All right. I just, regardless of what happens. I'm not saying this has happened between Chapman and I, but uh, uh, I just wanted to make sure that I knew about uh, knew about this. Right, Chapman? <laughs> if, you, if you say so, yes. Wait, I yeah. got to know. Who do you guys root for? Uh, you guys it, have teams? I know you're hockey. I know this is a hockey program, but you have to have NFL teams. Yeah, uh, I can I say this on the air? Uh, I'm I'm like a, a Denver Bronco guy. I've always been a Denver Bronco guy. Uh, I, I know. I know. It, 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 like, can we call a timeout? Like, seriously, <laughs> they, they they have it. They tell you up at the scoreboard how many you got left. Uh, I was a Bronco. I'm a Raider guy now. Uh, what about you, okay. what Ryan? Uh, me. Uh, I have to, and, and I'm okay with this, but I, I have to be a Buffalo Bills fan. Um, my wife is from the Buffalo area, so I get everything when it comes to hockey, and she gets everything when it comes to football, and that's the Buffalo Bills. And I Chapman. am, I am a New, New York Jets fan. We've had we had season tickets Ooh. when I was a kid. Yeah. So, uh, although my 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 uncle also had Philadelphia Eagles season tickets, so we would go to both games. But I I grew up a Jets fan. What about you, Ash? I, I am like uh, a functioning Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> I inherited from my dad, and it's literally a syndrome. Like I just I can't help myself. It's always a disappointment, but I, I you know I push on and I continue to get up every morning and go to work and, <laughs> and just be a functioning member of society despite my allegiance to the Dallas Cowboys. What a sorry lot we are! Like the best of the bunch I, I of the team that lost four straight Super Bowls. Hey, we don't talk I about know. that. I, you, we're unbelievable. We need a therapy group. We should get together and uh, and just give each other hugs and console <laughs> each other. This is uh, crazy. Uh, Sam and Ash, uh, this is great. Uh, Ash, I know that you're with us uh, today. Uh, thanks for the insight. This is uh, awesome. You, you never fail to uh, come up with the, the logic in the situation and the explanation in what happened. Oh, anytime, guys. I always enjoy coming on. You're the best. Uh, there's uh, Ashley Watkins from Salmonash Law, SalmonashLaw.com, because you deserve what's right. That's the Legal Minute. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show is coming up. In the Legal Minute with Sam and Ash on the VGK Insider Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash. Visit them at SamAndAsh.com, because you deserve what's right.